When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Morning to you, Sam Edmonds sitting in for Kane Corns, but alongside me, first time, long time, the Essendon legend, triple Coleman medalist, five-time All-Australian, Matty Lloyd. Lloydie, welcome. Sam, we've never worked together, so it should be an enjoyable couple of hours, yeah. So it was uh, good to hear from an Essendon perspective that uh, they can throw another candidate into the mix. So now that Brad Scott, Adam Uze, James Hurd, Dean Solomon, Brendan Laid, so... Yeah, some good options there to choose from. But you think Brad Scott, Adam Uze, that's that's the two they'll be choosing from. Now, I'm looking forward to having front row seats to Lloydie's list for the first time. Uh, if I was also in, and we've got a, a another segment that you brought to the table as well. Tell us through the bit, bit of grass is greener. Grass is greener. So I'm interested also some help from our listeners as well. And, and the text, uh, what players need to go? So it's off the back of Wiedemann. So I, I threw out there yesterday that I believe he's going to look for opportunities uh, Wiedemann, but the, the club's come out and said, no, no, we want him to help yeah. our depth. But you they don't did. Bolster our depth. That's not a good sign for Wiedemann. No. That's not what you want to be there for. He was a top 10 draft pick. There's two distinct mm. positions here. I think if you're the club, you love him to hang yes. around for depth. And mm. if you're the player, if you get a good offer elsewhere, then you're going for regular opportunity. I sure. agree. If he couldn't get a game this year with no Tom McDonald, it was time to go for him. So it's on him as well. He's got to improve as a player. But those players that need to get out of their club for their own good for greater opportunity. So we've got all that and more to come. Don't be shy today. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight Calls are uh, welcome. And the open line is exactly that. You can drop us a text as well. 0419 over the course of the next couple of hours. Speaking of text, Lloydie, I'd barely got warm in the seat and one had just dropped on Brad Scott. Brad Scott will tour the hangar today. I had to park that straight away. <laughs> all things point towards the former North Melbourne coach, head of football at the AFL now, turning his back on an admin role and potentially taking the top job at Essendon. And when you go back and have a look at his record, mm. I reckon it holds up pretty well, to be honest. Over 200 games of experience as a coach and then obviously what he's done in the last couple of years will also help with his role at the AFL. But some some people will say, was this set up for Brad the whole time? Surely it's been about a process that the club said, has process, process, process. Is there one... All those things will come, but I, I've got faith in that he's still got to come in and present and, and yep. beat beat the others. They say James presented really well, Uze presented really well, so that he has been given a document that he has to turn up and present to today and then beat those other candidates. So rather than thinking just because Brad, who's coached before, suddenly yeah. means that he gets the job. They are absolutely at pains to state exactly yeah. that, that this mm. doesn't mean that he parachutes in over yes. the top and the job is his if he puts mm. his hand up. He will still have to interview. Having said all that, I think if you were framing a market, 
you'd have him absolutely mm. pointy into the queue for the reasons we just... So going back through his, his time at North Melbourne, he went 11 wins, 10, 14, 10, 16, 15, 12. He had a downer with six, then 12, then 10. Finals in four of those seasons mm. and then preliminary finals in two of those seasons as well. So if he comes to a... A club, albeit in trouble, but a very well-resourced mm. one with everything around him. You wonder if he just thinks, oh, yeah. what could I get my hands on here if, I, if I'm given the time? I think the, the players have been crying out for someone strong too. Not not as in strong as in like whack us over the head, and but someone who's going to come in and say, we're going to do it this way. And, and if you step outside of those guidelines, you're going to be seriously challenged. And that's what I love about the Scott brothers. They have a real presence about themselves and that, you got to go. Okay, Brad Scott. I've, I've got to lift my lift my act here. I've got to, yeah. and so I think that's what they've lacked. And they've lacked a game style. They've lacked a, a real uh, you know, consistency that you can turn up and watch Essendon and go. I know what I'm going to get every week. That's what's frustrated me yeah. as a, a former player about the club. And yeah, you know, some will say, oh, he's been out of the game. But what a you know, he's got his bro- twin brother is Chris Scott. So I'm sure they bounce off each other a lot. He'll have his own style of what he needs to do with the Bombers. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt he's a favourite. What of, you know, I don't want to put you in an awkward spot here, what of the narrative around Essendon that the coterie groups and mm. those external forces and, and and perhaps we read into it that Brad Bond have the personality and, the as you say, the firmness to, to withhold mm. all that and the experience as well to say, no, no, this is mm. me, it's my way or, or not at all. Is that overplayed? Is that a factor, do you think, when it comes to coaching a big club and a resource mm. club like Essendon? I think it has been a factor at Essendon, but David Barham has sort of stopped that a fair bit. Yep. That uh, I know, I know. Initially, you know, coterie guys might call David, and David will he's very respectful to everyone. But at the same time, they're not going to have dictate to him what he's going to do. And uh, where he's done it really well is he set up panels, and he he can take the calls and talk to those people. But hmm. yeah, you know, it's it's Jordan Lewis and it's Robert Walls and it's sorry it's the other guy, thought Andrew yeah, Thorburn, yeah. These are the people making decisions and they'll then make a recommendation to the board. So uh, I think uh, it's the quietest. There's the less least leaks yeah. and the quietest I've heard from Coteries in the, in the last two months than I have in the previous 10 years. So yeah. it's a good start. And when we heard from David Barham, you know, way back was we want an experienced coach. Mm. And then, of course, Josh Marnie tried to massage over that a little bit. But mm. I think this is the sort mm. of guy they have always wanted, someone who's been there, done that, yeah. can straighten the ship up. And as you mentioned, they've got a lot to work with because the board's undergoing a bit of turnover, football department review, club-wide mm. review, of course, and they're looking for a new CEO. So, But they're getting there. And I think that uh, that they can bounce. So in terms of they'll, they'll play much, much better uh, in terms of the fresh start. Uh, I think there's enough to work with, you know, Nick Cox had a poor year. It wasn't hardly there. Nick Cox, who was yeah. brilliant the year before. You know, Perkins was solid, but can be so much better. Uh, yeah, apart from Merritt, uh, Parrish didn't have a great year. Uh, they had th- three players, Darcy Parrish, Peter Wright, and Mason Redmond, and Zach Merritt all had good years. There's so many others who underperformed, so a fair bit to work with. And not saying the Craig McRae bounce, but I'm expecting a pretty big bounce yeah. from the Bombers next year. And what hurts them, I guess, at this, not that you choose your timing, but it's been very hard to attract players to that club, of course, when you mm. are seen to be rudderless yeah. and, and the players don't know who's going to be coaching them. So the sooner they can get on with that, the better. But they're always keen to get to the draft anyway and really uh, hit that draft 
hard. Um, it would be no shock if Brad Scott did get that job. Unlike as Clayton from Namurka's just text in, uh, Lloydie. Uh, welcome, boys. What a shock to have Hanson's Mbop on before uh, <laughs> on before the show. Looking forward to a great one. And John from Woodvale's thrown Sydney Stack into our Grass is Greener as well. So if you've got a Grass is Greener mm. nomination, and we'll get to a little bit later, flick us a nomination, 0419-187-323. Lordy's list still to come as well. The other nominations I wouldn't mind hearing from mm. today is those best and fairest moments, whether they be mm. the awkward ones, the ones that players have had to front up to when we all know they're leaving. And we had one last night, albeit handled very, very well from what I could see. And that was uh, Josh Dunkley winning. And he's going to depart the Western Bulldogs as a best and fairest winner. He won the Charles Sutton mm. last night. Really hurts, doesn't it? When a best and fairest winner who... So if the environment is good enough for him to play good football, to win a best and fairest, yet he still wants to leave. So that's something that the Western Bulldogs would have to ask themselves. Why is it? And to me, I reckon those things get a little bit ugly, even though it was probably good, nice last night. Already you hear the odd thing, oh, Josh, this, this, Josh is that. Mm. Uh, so it, it, it'd be a, a bit of pill to swallow for the Western Bulldogs that Dunkley, over two years, has still wanted to leave. So he tried two years ago, and within two years, they couldn't change that for Josh wanting to leave the football club. So I'm sure the money wouldn't have been that much different, would it, Sam? No, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I, don't, I think it's more of a lifestyle decision mm. from yeah. what you hear. And I mean, I know there's a lot of smoke mm. around this particular player and uh, falling outs with this particular guy or this particular coach or whatever Mm. it might be. But I think he's got a house up there. His girlfriend is going to relocate Mm. there as well. His family holiday there. It is a lifestyle decision, I'm told, as much as anything. But let's have a listen to Josh Dunkley because he spoke last night on his love and his love for the time that he had at the Western Bulldogs after taking out the best and fairest. First year achieving the, the ultimate success was something that I'll never forget and to share that with the teammates and, and the coaches that were involved and the whole footy club in, as a whole was just an incredible feeling and to fall so short last year by just a, just a whisker was obviously disappointing but um, I'm sure the group is going to push forward and yeah I'm really obviously grateful for my time and um, it's hard, it's so hard being up here right now to be honest, it's uh, hearing what Bevo just said and um, yeah it makes me really emotional to be honest just to the uh, yeah, the support and every, all the love that I get from all the fans, and I'm very grateful for it. It would have been hard for mm. him last night. You put yourself, well, you don't have to put yourself in his mm. shoes. Imagine if you you had yeah. told the club you were leaving, and then you got a front up to the best and fairest. You're mingling with the public and some of the most died in the wall supporters as well. You're getting approached during the night. Yeah. It would have been an anxious few hours for him. Yeah, I had uh, Josh Dunkley in the AIS Academy, and I remember like it was the best thirty footballers in the country, and. They had to vote at the end of the... We were away for two weeks together uh, in New Zealand and we had to vote at the end of... It was on everything. Like, uh, might have been your, your leadership skills. It might have been your selflessness, uh, character, courage, the works. And he voted number one and, and won the, the medal for everything that you want to be in a footballer, yeah, right. both on and off the field. So that's where it does hurt as well, the quality of a person that Josh Dunkley is. Now best and fairest when a good person... And he's, he's walked out on the footy club. So, yeah, it's a big, big loss. So he won it with 231 votes, Lordy. Tom Liberatore, second. Aaron Norton, third. Marcus Bondabelli, the skipper, fourth. Jackson McRae, they rounded out the top five. And then it went Caleb Daniel, Ryan Gardner, Adam Trelaw, Bailey Dale. Ed Richards, who had a good season as well, rounding out that top ten. I suppose if they could lose a particular player in any part of the ground, it would be that yeah, part of the that's ground a good point, yeah. for the Western Bulldogs. And we know they're going to balance up. Obviously, I think Rory Lobb's still going to mm. get there for sure for a bit of ruck relief. Liam Jones will be a nice pickup for a couple of years uh, as well, just to, I guess, stiffen up that defence. What do you think is a fair asking price 
for someone like Josh Dunkley, who they held out for two first-rounders, but he was in contract a couple of years ago when Essendon came knocking. What realistically now do you think could get it done? And while you're thinking about that, Luke Beveridge spoke yesterday and didn't waste any time uh, declaring that the Brisbane Lions are going to have to pony up for his man, Josh Dunkley. And the obvious thing is that the Lions are going to have to pony up. Um, (laughs) So, you know, Sammy's going to go to work on that over the next um, week or two. Love the term pony up, and he's referring to Sam Power. Yeah, there, the I, I, in the Lions would have hoped he came third or fourth <laughs> in the best and fairest, not first, because you know that that that's the dogs are going to say, "Hang on, he's just he's our best current best player. Yeah. He won our best and fairest." So I would have to think that it's a first rounder, which is I'm talking as close to top ten as you'd think, and then plus another one. Uh, for, not not another first rounder, but further down, yeah. a first and a second rounder, or a first a future a, or something. Yeah, future, uh, but but not two first rounders for Josh Dunkley, like we have seen for players in the past. Yeah, yeah I reckon. Do you yeah, I reckon Bevo just sort of pre count last night just went and stuffed a few <laughs> more votes. <in. laughs> We're you, losing him. Let's, yeah. just, let's just pump it up. What, what do you think's fair for him? Yeah, no, I think definitely a first rounder mm. this year. Um, and then, yeah, we need a sweetener of some kind. So I think we need a, a, a maybe a first and a second. Yeah. Do we need a, a, a first and a future something mm. or other? Does a player potentially get involved? I know that's less likely mm. than likely. Jack Payne is the name that always comes up, who yeah. the Dogs historically had an interesting mm. key defender who, you know, a bit of a grass is greener situation yeah. for him at Brisbane. But when you look at Brisbane's hand, so 15, 33, 44, 69, 87, potentially you know, Josh and Jack to come in because Jack uh, Jack Gunston's nominated now as well. They've got the two father-sons. They're going to have to get creative, Dom yeah. Ambrosio and company up there. And on Brisbane uh, too, uh, they've got, obviously they've got to get Ashcroft and yeah. Fletcher, which yeah. is what a lot of points, a lot of points oh, are required to get them. Will in. Ashcroft might in fact one, be pick one. one I'll be, yeah. It'd be a shock, you know, listening to Cal Toomey in the draft experts if North mm. Melbourne don't bid on him at pick one. Mm. That right there, they need 2,400 points to match. That wipes out their entire hand yeah. already. So they're going to have to get real mm. busy, like Collingwood did with Nick Dacos this time last year, just to get those yep. picks into match. It's well, going to be fascinating. Yeah, well, the Lions might only have uh, – I think the rules are you have to have at least one pick in the draft. So, uh, yeah, the Lions will pretty much get Ashcroft in, uh, Jasper Fletcher in, they get Dunkley in, they get Jack Gunston in. So it's got, they'll, they'll be right up there for premiership favouritism next year. I reckon. Mm. They're going to be supercharged. Uh, J-Dog's texting – I know he's a big Western Bulldog supporter, Lloydy. The applause received uh, uh, for Josh Dunkley on winning the Charles Sutton medal was truly hesitant, stuttered, uncomfortable, spasmodic, and underwhelming. It certainly wasn't gleeful, exuberant, triumphant, or joyful. So as we go to this break, mm. I wouldn't mind some nominations on those. Awkward. Have you been to a best and fairest camp where a new star player was on the way out? They've had to make a speech. Maybe those that have even declared their love for the club and then mm. five minutes later left. Always go back to that Dane Beams one of 2018. <laughs> I love you all. Always come back to you guys, but I'm going. I've got a one for us later uh, after the break uh, where it was very, very awkward. And the coach was sacked about a week or two later because oh. of the awkwardness in the room at that best and fairest night. Oh, you've got me intrigued mm. now. Look at that tease. one <laughs> Drop us a text as well. 0419187323. We'll get to all your texts, all your calls, your call you get on here on the early trade. And you're listening to us on Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, of course, season 2022. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, but proven in Australia. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up.
Time for a Beaumont News update, Lloydie, and it had been coming this one. A triple Premiership Hawk, star forward. He's still got it, no doubt about it. Jack Gunston officially informing Hawthorne yesterday that he will exercise his rights as a free agent and seek a move to the Brisbane Lions. What a pick-up for the Lions. It is a great pick-up. And these, a lot of these things happen years out. Uh, like, a lot of players have been spoken to, like, well before. So I think you've got to get in early with with players, uh, you know, even a guy like Jeremy Cameron. You just wonder, how long has Geelong been into him? And, and But it might not happen the first year, but it might happen the next. And yep. I think Jack Gunston, there was talk around 12 months ago that he may leave Hawthorne. It didn't happen. But then it's happened 12 months on. Yep. So, yeah, he, he would have been thinking about this for a long, long time. Linked to Collingwood, wasn't he, this yeah, time he last year mm. and probably the year before that. And Brisbane, speaking of planning early, absolutely in his ear earlier mm. this year because they knew or they feared they were almost certain Dan McStay was going to leave. So you think about that forward line. Mm. So Gunster more of a link forward. Joe Danaher closer to goal, obviously, as well. Eric Hipwood back now also. That is a dangerous forward line. Yeah, I think uh, Gunston's a, a much better player than McStay. I know McStay's younger, but Gunston's a, a proven player and, and a smarter player and more consistent player. And even his last month of footy would have uh, buoyed yeah. himself and also Brisbane for what he did, 17 goals in his last five games, Jack Gunston. So, yeah, it's, I think it's good for him. I think when you – I know when I was at the end of my career, you can just sense there's a new direction happening and – uh, at, at my time, uh, there was a lot of senior players being moved on. Uh, I look at Isaac Smith, the Norm Smith medalist. If he was still at Hawthorne, he probably wouldn't be at Hawthorne. To be honest, he would have been probably moved on with the youth. So he moves on, I think, gives Gunston a chance to extend his career and potentially win a prem- another premiership before his time is up. 32-24, he kicked on the season. Yeah. And all those back issues are now a thing of the past for Jack Gunston, who'll get up there. Another strongly, I say another strongly worded statement from Alistair Clarkson mm. yesterday, Lloydie, uh, who said in a lengthy statement, I now have grave concerns that any chance of a fair process and just outcome have been seriously undermined, if not irrevocably corrupted. He said, uh, since learning of the allegations first reported in the media last Wednesday, I have been shocked and deeply distressed. And uh, he said, it remains profoundly disappointing that these matters are now being widely canvassed in the public domain without the opportunity being given to me or others to give our accounts or even read the Hawthorne report, which to this day I have not seen. I think it's good uh, what he did. And I thought the way it read, uh, they can't just sit back and, uh, have it all one-way traffic against them uh, with the way things are being leaked in in the reports and all that sort of thing. So what's your view on that, Sam? I, I liked that they made that statement uh, yep. just to try and change uh, people's views and thoughts rather than just look like too guilty people already. Or what's your Unfortunately, view? I think we're going to have to get comfortable. I mm. think this is going to drag on mm. for a long, long time. This four-person independent panel that was going to be you know, formed in 48 hours, it still hasn't been named. Is it and because it's a panel that you don't, wouldn't really want to be on? Because uh, it's such such a big I think it's role. about finding mm. a panel that both sides are open to, mm. uh, are happy with and open to communicate with, that is diverse culturally and also uh, gender-based mm. as well. And then the other big concern is, are the families who we've seen have their, their stories told via the ABC and in the in the report distributed by the Herald Sun, are they happy to now jump back mm. into talks about this, to relive it all again, to get to the table? Because if they're not, then the AFL, the independent panel, have got a huge problem. Do we know of anyone who's on the panel? Was Peter Gordon linked 
Peter Gordon's uh, involved with the AFL in terms yeah. of um, legal representation yeah. there. Um, Leon Zwire, I think, uh, has been engaged by um, the families. Um, obviously, uh, Chris Fagan and Alistair Clarkson have their own representation. Um, but it's yeah. going to be it's going to what it's going to get complicating, mm. um, long winded. And once um, the high-powered legal teams get their hands on it, Lordy, I think this is one that's going to go on for a long, long time. What that means football-wise mm. is absolutely anyone's guess at the moment. So we'll see how Damian it Damien Barrett out. said yesterday on this program yeah. that uh, even up till round one, so so you just wonder what these clubs are doing. Because uh, you, 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 you can say Clarkson could be doing things or Fagan could be you know, talking to assistants saying, this is how I want to play, this is what I want to do. But unless you're hands-on and you're there driving it, it's very hard to think that they could be the coach. So just wonder if they'll announce at some point in the next month or month, mm. six weeks, okay, this is the interim coach to drive and drive the, the style of football that, uh, that needs to be played. Because they have to move on soon uh, with that. Otherwise, uh, you're nearly riding off next season. Yeah. And, and what this means from a trade perspective as well. Mm. So Jack Gunston uh, said during the week, uh, just repeating that news, he's put in the uh, the free agent request, if you like, to join Brisbane, that Chris Fagan's future had no bearing on the decision. He hopes he stays, mm. but if he doesn't, it will not affect that uh, decision. Hawthorne as well, compensation-wise, unlikely to get anything. In fact, they won't get anything because Carl Amon is coming from Port Adelaide as a free agent as well. That was our trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Tilers, you need stock fast? Well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Hey, uh, Lloydie, a lot of awkward BNF moments mm. have come through off the text. So if you want to drop a couple our way, please do so. 0419187323, inspired somewhat by Josh Dunkley, who won the Charles Sutton medal last night on his way out the door at the kennel. But there was one, uh, Sam, that I loved. Uh, just couldn't, just trying to scroll up there. But it was Kane Johnson got up at the best and fairest. Have yeah. you got that one there? I've got it here. Yeah, that one's a beauty. This is from Daz. What about the one when then Richmond captain Kane Johnson at the club BNF in his speech wished Tom Roach and David Roden the best for their future endeavours and they hadn't even been told by the club they were delisted. <laughs> Safe to say the boys are a bit flat for the rest of the night. Oh, they would be. <laughs> oh, I know. I don't yeah. remember that. No, I don't know either. Uh, John from Woodvale. That's a good one too. I forgot about Lockie yeah, Neal. Yeah, Lockie Neal. Yeah, best and fairest winner. Uh, and that was a massive shock when that broke that he'd be leaving the Fremantle Dockers. So I think he'd been second to, to, to Fife for a couple of times. Then yep. he wins the best and fairest. Um, did he just win the one at Fremantle? But he was right up there, top three for about three years in a row. And that was a huge loss and a, a big blow. A Fremantle at that period of time. Yeah, it was indeed. He won the Dog medal and then requested to, a trade to the shock of the club. Good on you, Johnny. Great nomination. I always come back to Dane Beams. Yeah. Not once, but twice. The one up at Brisbane. I love you. Um, I always come back to you guys. And we've got his speech ready. Now, this is going back yeah. to 2018, Lloyd. This has been a bit of smoke, mm. speculation. And we thought, anyway, he'd put it all to bed with this emotional, <laughs> powerful speech. Um, you know, I've thought about going back to Melbourne and obviously those discussions happened and I'm not going to lie to you, they were thoughts that went through my head but the one thing I kept coming back to was this group and you blokes and I bloody love you, like I really do. Um, the last, yeah, like I said, the last six months have been unbelievable and um, I've been able to connect with you on such a deep level and um, I can't wait to, to see us progress as a footy team and a footy club and have some success because I know it's just around the corner and um, that was a really driving factor in me wanting to stay here and stick around. 
Oh, I don't, How I long is, after? Didn't oh, well, I don't know if success was around the corner, but his trade request was. <laughs> That's extraordinary, isn't it? You know what it reminded me of? Him saying, I bloody love you. So I don't know if you ever watched The Simpsons. Like that Homer yeah, episode yeah. where he tells Marge that he loves her. Please, homie. I know you can do this. All right. Starting tomorrow, no beer for a month. What was that noise? I was saying, psst, I love you. <laughs> well, it was psst, I love you, but psst, I'm off. Oh, that yeah. was, and in return, uh, Jack Crisp was part of that deal. Yeah, wasn't he? yeah. that was the ultimate. Well, if mm. we're going to call Jack Crisp a steak knife, we have to find the most expensive steak knife in the <laughs> world, to be honest, because hasn't he been worth it? Oh, amazing. And, and my story I teased earlier, it was. Yes, yes what was this? It was, uh, I was told, I've got some mates who are mad Bulldogs fans, and they said to me, they, they came to me the next day and they said, We're at the Western Bulldogs best and fairest last night. And we've never felt a worse energy in a room than what was at the Western Bulldogs last night. People seem unhappy. Players didn't seem content. Uh, just not happy with where, where the direction of the club's going. And I've said, okay, that's interesting. And then I reckon a couple of weeks later, I'm not sure of my timing here, but Brendan McCartney was moved on as the coach of the Western Bulldogs. Uh, and Luke Beveridge was installed. So wow, yeah. I remember Luke Beveridge took a job at St Kilda around that time to be... I think uh, director of coaching or senior assistant to Alice, uh, Alan Richardson, and then he was installed as the Western Bulldogs coach pretty late. Uh, yeah, we, we, around that time at the. You Western can tell Bulldogs. when things aren't right, they manifest yeah. themselves in those environments, don't yep, they? As well, they do. And the Western Bulldogs have been busy as well with their coaching department as well. Chris Maple moved on, of course, and they've got yep. Brendan Laid, uh, who had been interviewed, funnily enough, for the Essendon job, but uh, hadn't been told he was out of the running, mm. but perhaps read the tea leaves and uh, and went across to the Western Bulldogs, who do need that support around Luke Beveridge, don't they? So he'll be a great acquisition in that midfield group. Isn't it amazing, says uh, John off the text here, Lloydie, that Judd went for, Chris Judd went for pick three and Josh Kennedy with 46 in return and Danger and pick 50 for pick nine, 28 and Dean Gore. Now players that aren't in that mm. calibre are going for two first-rounders. Automatic. Give us two. It's a great point. Uh, who started it? Was it around the Bryce Gibbs time that that, that was – I remember when that was – when Soss mm. knocked it. They didn't give Soss what he wanted, and he right. knocked it back. Yeah. I reckon that was the first time I've heard, wow, two first-rounders. And now you know, Dylan Shield. Uh, I think you're right. It might have been Gibbs that Gibbs, broke the – Yeah, that I reckon that was the first the time I heard of it. Yeah, now we're hearing it a lot with players – who, yeah, they're spot on, aren't anywhere near the, the top echelon of players. Like you're talking Cripps, Dangerfield. Mm. They're what you're talking to first rounders, not Dunkley, Dylan Shield, those types who yeah. you know, aren't, aren't in that uh, top top echelon. When you're contracted, though, you can ask yeah, for whatever true. you want. Uh, mm. That's what the clubs do. You can hold them over a barrel. And if you've got two uh, clubs at the bidding table, then that helps also. You're listening to Continental Ties, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Ties, engineered over there in Germany, but proven right here in Australia. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Yes, this is the early trade for tyre power. Our great friends at tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Uh, safety is going to be what the batsmen need this coming weekend, <laughs> aren't they, Lord? Are you just limbering up in the corner here? What are you getting ready to roll the arm over for a new season? I am uh, unbelievably footy finished last week after 28 weeks. And the, the, <laughs> Lisa, my wife, said, oh, I've got you back. And I said, no, it's cricket starts this Saturday, so I'm not going to be home on Saturday. So she's smiling happy. like a Cheshire cat you are. I am. And uh, we had this new recruit come to the Nets last night, and uh, he was just like Pajari. He was just blocking everything. 
So about 10, ball, 10 balls in, I've dropped one real short. Off the gloves, onto the stumps. I felt pretty good about myself. That uh, took him out with a short ball, Sam. So I'm ready to go on Saturday. <laughs> so, so who you, can you tell us who you're playing for? I play for Bentley A and A in the you know, Southeastern Cricket Association. Right. And our producer, great producer, yeah, Donners. Of, Donners. He plays for one of our arch rivals in Brighton Union. So you going to knock his block off? Well, uh, round three. You know, he's quicker than me, so I'll. He's quicker than you. He's quicker than me. Yeah. Donners, really. He's pretty happy out the back Look there. Look at him. He's not <laughs> arguing about it. Because I've seen your vision because I see it every week on the Sunday footy show. Yeah, I know. Sharp. I was a bit, young, was a bit younger there. So right. a bit younger oh, then, this so is old vision. This is old vision, yeah. So I'm just, just lying in length these days. <laughs> this is like the old employee photo that you don't yeah. throw out. It's old. Hey, um, Gibbs went for pick 10 and 16 in a week draft, Mark in Tasmania. Um, had years on a contract, not top five pick like, uh, top five picks like what's happening now. Mm. But what came through off the text was Jake Lever started it. Now, it happened, we're talking circa 2017, Lever went and then Gibbs went a week later. So Lever went and it was complicating, mm. but um, he went for two first-rounders, one current, one future that Melbourne gave up. But then in exchange, Adelaide handed over Lever a second-round pick and a future third, and it got a bit messy. But Gibbs was two first-rounders to Adelaide back in the day. Might be my list for tomorrow. I think good idea that uh, who is worth two first-rounders in the game currently. So it might be a, a good one for me to attack uh, tomorrow, Sam. Well, we've seen three first-rounders, haven't we? We have. Jeremy Cameron's broken the bank yes. on that. So maybe we need to say, who's, who's worth, worth three? three? <laughs> <laughs> who's worth three first-rounders? Hey, one thing we wanted to get to today was a grass is greener segment yeah. that you brought to the table. And to steer us into that, we got a text uh, during the break while you were talking about your cricket heroics. <laughs> uh, Lloydie, what's Jack Graham worth? Surely a second-round pick gets it done. Well, I'm looking at uh, Port Adelaide currently, and they have pick eight and pick 53. So they're going to have to do some work to uh, get into the to that. I'd say he, he wasn't in there. He didn't get a game, did he, towards the end of the year for Richmond? So uh, I'm wondering if he was squeezed out of that team. But uh, he's been a good player for Richmond, premiership player. So I, I'd say... Injured at the end. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And injured at the start. Had a, had a, didn't have a lot of luck this year, which mm. affected his midfield minutes. But uh, this has been building. Mm. I reported this a few weeks ago and got my head kicked in. Mm. But Taranto and Hopper coming in has been the catalyst for other clubs to say, well, how about it, Jack? Because he explored a move heavily before he re-signed with Richmond a couple mm. of years ago. Carlton came pretty hard. The Crows did too at the time. If he was to get a, a good contract, a suitable one, lucrative, long-term from a club like Port Adelaide, I think he would absolutely. Well, he's done a tour yeah. of the facility, well, so he's obviously interested well, in him. Carlton thought they had him last year, and they were... And he stayed. I think he, the loyalty of Richmond, uh, he stayed. But I think he's realised it's a pretty brutal business. This and in comes Hopper, in comes Taranto. Mm. Grass is greener. He's got to he's got to go. I think otherwise, uh, I'm not sure with Dion Prestia, even uh, Ross and and the Cochin's going. Mm. Um, Prestia's sort of in and out and hadn't had too much luck with injury. I, I don't know. I, part of, I'm a bit torn by it. Mm. I can see what he's got mm. two years to run on a contract, though. So to answer this texter's question, he's worth whatever but, Richmond demand that yeah, he's worth. Yeah, but Cochin will play ahead of him this year. I would, I would think. he? Yeah, I, he I, well, I think they'd back in Cochin. Uh, they, if they've given him another year, I don't think Cochin plays VFL footy. Not that he plays VFL, but would Cochin play less minutes than Jack Graham in that midfield? Surely they're looking after Trent Cochin uh, to get him through. Well, he's got to get in the 22. That's that's his challenge. And I think that the battle for him is with Shea Bolton. Dustin Martin didn't play a lot of footy this year. So Bolton back. Sorry, Martin back. Prestia. Taranto. Hopper. It's, it's a tough team to break into. Whereas Port Adelaide missed out on Dunkley. And they are going to... I'd say that he's got his two years. I'll give him another 
probably two years on top of that. He could really set himself. If he wants mm. to go home to his family, uh, I, I think it'd be a good good move for him to go. This is the early trade for Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. They keep you safe on the roads. You can find them online at tyrepower.com.au. So grass is greener, yeah. Lloydie. Then if uh, Jack Graham is our poster boy for that this morning, who else needs to just jump over the well, fence to a bit of greener well, grass? Well, I, I am Sam Wiedemann. I'm walking You're big there, on this. I'm saying, no, he's got to go. He's you are got, so he, big I, on I'm Sam big on that. Are you campaigning for him? Well, I've seen Mitch Brown play before ahead of him. And if Mitch Brown is playing ahead of you... Uh, I think that's not saying a lot for the confidence. And as I said, he, he's got a lot of work to do. He's got to get tougher. He's got to get harder. He's got to find ways to win the ball more. Wiedemann, because if he doesn't mark it, what else does he offer? Uh, at times, he's got to be better at ground level. He's got to be better with his pressure. So there's a lot of things he's got to improve on. But I think that uh, at Melbourne, he's been there long enough to know that that I know it can turn around for you, mm. but I'd, I'd move on uh, for him. So uh, I would look to be more aggressive with them and my management to say, no, I want a fresh start. And often you get your way as a player these days if you ask to leave. Yeah. Um, so he, he's one uh, for me. It's interesting. Paddy Dow was said to the club, as far as I know, that uh, they said maybe we'll explore a trade. And he said, no. I he wanna, wants to fight for I, it. I want to yeah. fight for it, yeah, at, at Carlton. Bailey Banfield, forever the sub at the Fremantle Dockers, but comes on, kicks goals. And I heard an interview with him and he said, I feel like whenever someone comes back, unfortunately, my mindset is, is it going to be me? Is it? And he, he mm. thinks that he's always going to be the one that is going to be left out. I think Jason Castagna is one that uh, could potentially say, okay, where am I at? I've been bypassed by Morris Rioli Jr., uh, you know, Noah Cumberland. That's a good call, yeah. Yeah, I think whether he's, he's one... Um, and obviously, Crouch, Crouch at the Adelaide Crows. It's I fear for him. He, he's going to rot away at the Adelaide Crows unless someone's willing to take him. But he's probably not the type of player that anyone would jump at. Well, he's been put in the shot window by yeah. Adelaide. They've made it clear yeah. that uh, he's up for trade. And then, yeah, the, the key question is who who's going to yeah. come to the table to take him? I think it'll he'll be, he'll be in the basket of a lot of players. It'll come together quite late. Mm. I mean, clubs know that they don't yeah. need to come out and break the bank for them now. And, and another one who I reckon could be really good uh, for a club is Alex Sexton. So I know he, he's kicked five, was it, in the last game against North? Knows where the goals are. He does. and But I don't think he's uh, ever been disciplined enough. And he, he's often, you know, he never handballs and he, he ducks out the back. But put him in an environment around strong senior players. Like the Suns, you haven't had any success. You, you try and get away with things. You become selfish when you're not having team success. So I just think that uh, for, for him and get him in an environment of a, a top four or five club, and he could be pretty dangerous for a team. Contracted for next year, but we know the state of play at Gold Coast. They're looking to ship some money out of the cap. So whether he has uh, a role to play in that, we'll see. I've got a name for you. Who? Asava Radagalia at Geelong. Good one. Now, I know mm. he said he wants to stay like Paddy Dow mm. and fight for his spot. He's got a, a year to run on a contract. What is he? Is he actually going to be a defender? Mm. Could he go somewhere else and reinvent himself as a key back? Because, geez, he showed some exciting signs this year uh, in his limited opportunities at Geelong when he was played there in a game. He's not going to get into that forward line anytime soon. The ruck seems to have, the issue seems to have settled itself down as well. I know the coach has been a big fan, mm. but if you're Asava and you want to play every week, you're going, it's a good, eh? great call. Love it. Uh, De Koning, he's got sent half back for the next 10 years. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he's got a, there's only one other key position spot for him. If, if sent half back, fullback is the spot they're going to try and get him to play in the next few years. And also the obvious ones that we know. So, Quentin Arkell, um, 
delisted and be looking around in recent times anyway. Hayden Crozier at the Dogs is an interesting one who was a regular in that side, fallen right out of favour this year as well with Ed Richards coming on. So he's looking around for a new deal. Lloyd Meek, part of the, we have one every year, Ruck Merigo around <laughs> Lloydy. Um, obviously with uh, Jackson coming into Fremantle, he have to move. Um, and there's a queue for him. Uh, Toby Bedford was the other one. I yep. scribbled down here. Goal sneak for so, Melbourne. So Meek, if he goes to Hawthorne, I wonder what it says for Lynch, who they got the year before. Yeah. Yeah, so McAvoy goes, I suppose. So they've got the two of them, and you need more than one. So the other one is young Hayes at Port Adelaide. Mm. Been around a long time. Still yet to, to break through for a game. Uh, Aaron Francis, I was surprised, shocked. I thought he'd fall out of the system, Francis, uh, that Sydney are linked to him. But hopefully they can salvage his career, the Sydney Swans, because he's he's got a bit of talent, Aaron, but uh, never probably worked hard enough. He's got had a lot of issues as well. If anyone can do it, it'll yes, be Sydney. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, off the text from Matt, in regards to Jack Graham going, the Tigers have also lost Edwards, who's retired, uh, Lambert, who's retired from midfield mm. rotations. One injury in the middle, and we are short. Don't want to lose him. It is absolutely a watch this space uh, with Jack Graham, the South Australian, being wooed by Ken Inkley and company over there at the Power. It's great to have your company this morning. I feel like the world's waking up. We're all sort of waking up, aren't we, Lordy? The text is ticking over nicely. Drop us one anytime you like. We'll read it out. 0419-187-323. Give us a call as well. one three hundred. Love to hear your voice. one three hundred. 23-55-48. Sam Edmonds sitting in for Kane Corns, but the Velvet Sledgehammer is here and in fine form as well, ahead of his uh, a new cricket season dawning this weekend. He looks sharp too. <laughs> We're going to get a bit of Bill Laurie. Yes, there we go. Lots of got him this year. Listing Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. If I was for Henley Homes, build a Henley solar-powered all-electric home and save up to 70% on your energy bills. If I was, I like the sound of this, uh, Lloydy. I've been listening in 2022 and you and Kane do a great job of it. If I was, finish that sentence. For me, if I was Sam Mitchell, I'd be very, very careful. And a mistake young coaches make, I think, is cutting too thin too early. And so Tom Mitchell... May find a new home, he may not. But if he goes and McAvoy, the captain, has retired and Jack Gunston's already gone, I looked at their team in round 23. And you've got Blake Hardwick, whose experience was in the back pocket. But Blank was full back. Granger Barras was back pocket. Scrimshaw half back. Will Day was half back. Finn McGuinness on a wing. Uh, you know, Connor Nash, half forward, Ned Long, half forward, Connor McDonald, forward pocket, mm. Max Lynch. So just how young it is. So, you know, with Gun- all there is is Bruce, O'Meara, Sicily, Hardwick. But it's very young. Shields very- is gone. Shields yeah. is gone as well. So uh, Dylan Moore, obviously, you know, building, but still pretty young in, in experience. They had John Newcomb, Ruck Rover, young, Josh Ward on the bench, Saunders on the bench, Daniel Howe, I think, got delisted, who played that day. And Harry Morrison, so there yeah, they uh, yeah, could f- fall further down next year with if they go too young, and and you've got to be very very careful. Some coaches do it well, where they say, you know, come come with us and help us along. Other coaches go, nah nah nah, and I think it makes you even uh, worse for a period of time. So 
yeah, that's something that uh, Sam has to be very, very aware of. So Carl Amon comes in, I suppose, yeah. but he doesn't. I don't know mm. Carl, but he doesn't strike me as the sort yeah. of um, a powerful presence no. in the locker room. But he does have some real experience, so he he will join. But yeah, there is that risk, isn't there? We've seen it at North mm. Melbourne. They could have cut harder yeah. at North Melbourne too, just mm. as well they didn't. But um, we saw they probably bottomed out. Uh, far more savagely than what they would have liked. Okay, if I was Brad Scott, Lloydie, and I secured the Essendon coaching position and bought a nice new Henley home out mm. there in Tullamarine, uh, I would be straight on the dog and bone to Jack Bowes and his manager, Robbie Durazio, and I'd get him in and I'd mm. get pick seven in. And then I'd uh, pick up the phone. I'd tell all the coteries to bugger off. It's my job. I'm in charge. Mm. We're setting the scene early and firm and hard. I'm the man. Um, I'm equipped for everything. And we'll get to that in a moment, but but he's also going to be equipped for anything. And um, absolutely everything. So he's he's got to come in and set the scene, but I'll be getting straight on the phone and getting Jack Bowes across to the club. I heard uh, the, the comment was it's about where Jack Bowes wants to play his footy. So Essendon have got a hard sell because Geelong, Geelong want him. So Essendon have got yeah. a pretty hard sell to, to sell themselves. They're right up there, though. I'm yeah. told it's the two of them. Okay, the two Geelong, clubs. Geelong, Geelong would be favourite at the moment, mm. absolutely, because at the end of the day, Jack Bowes is contracted and does have a fair say mm. in his destination. Um, and when it comes to a choice between the two at the moment, you're probably going to lean towards Geelong, Financially, aren't you? But, yeah, though, will it depend? The Bombers, you'd think, will offer him a lot yep. more money. Uh, Geelong, yeah, you'd think... As I said, I'm, they're big on not overpaying players. So I think he'll get offered more money, but it's just where he feels he can play his best footy. Yeah, absolutely. When is Collingwood, Matt asks, going to set aside some cash and finally get themselves a proper staff full forward? It's been an issue for years, and we never seem to get any closer to landing one. That's from Matt. Well, Matt, you're, you're trying to still get some money out the door for the time mm. being and sort of reset things, and that's why we've been talking a lot about Brody Grundy over the last couple of months. But Dan McStay hasn't quite satisfied the black and white army, no, has it? It hasn't. Uh, and they understand Brody uh, Majacek can't keep doing what he's doing. He's, he gets mm. a bang and crash sort of player and he's had to do so much. So McStay will come in. I think they look at things pretty differently, Collingwood. I think they've they've said to themselves and they've got thoughts within the club that you don't pay a million dollars for a Ruckman. That's their view. You just don't do it. So... Not anymore, anyway. Anymore, yeah. So I think that's where Brody Grundy uh, will will leave the club because their view is you just don't pay that much for them. So no, he'll get to Melbourne. Yeah, Absolutely, he'll get to will Melbourne. Yeah, it yeah. would have to take something extraordinarily mm. wrong from here, and that is not anticipated at all for this to go belly up. He will get to Melbourne. So then Melbourne might have two Ruckman worth. Well, they will against what yeah. Collingwood believe, uh, and so then uh, McStay will come in and he'll play some Ruck. And he'll play forward. So that's, I think, the, the role they see for well, him. I still think that's a really dangerous forward line Craig McRae yeah. could have. If you have my check close to goal, McStay mm. is more of that link man. You throw Bobby Hill in there as well yeah. with Ginevan and Elliott and um, Johnson yeah. and all these jack-in-the-box mm. sort of types. Hope they can hang on for their sake to Ollie Henry because I think he's going to be an absolute star. But he's got a, he's another one. Grass is greener style. He's got a decision mm. to make given he fell out of favour towards the back end of the year as well and hasn't quite got the contract that he'd like. I know he's been linked to Geelong from the from the sibling aspect. I'm just not sure how Geelong can get that deal done to satisfy Collingwood. He was a first-round pick only a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's right. I think uh, some will say he's got to work harder. So they like his talent, but he's got to work harder. Henry. Uh, John from Woodvale, has he been on fire on the text oh, he's machine? he's been prolific He the has text. been prolific, and he's saying the Eagles have met with Jaden Hunt. So he's another grasses greener. But one of those players that didn't make the premiership, he was able to get into Melbourne's best side 
this year along with Jake Melsham, but didn't quite have the final series he would have hoped for. Have to get to the tailor to get a new headband. Yeah. <laughs> get yeah. the blue, blue and yellow headband in uh, if he's going to make the move over there. Hey, uh, you're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tires. They're engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Keep your texts coming in. Out of 8 o'clock, uh, we're going to get Mitch Cleary on the line, Channel 7, a newsbreaker extraordinaire who's all over the trade period like a few others. So we'll get uh, Mitch's take shortly. Um, plenty more still to come as well uh, on this, the early trade for tyre power. It's Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. They keep you safe on the roads and you can find them online, of course, tyrepower.com.au. The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Welcome back. Great to have your company on the early trade for tyre power. Of course, they are Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. And most importantly, Lloydy, they keep you uber safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. I enjoyed that bit of If I Was. I don't mind that segment. Uh, for, was that your idea? I'll, I'll claim that from a you year or two ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was for Henley Homes, of course. Our great friends at Henley buy a Henley completed home and move in right now. And speaking of right now, we need to get to the phones because this man, he works them as hard as anyone. So he's been nice enough to slice off a few minutes for us this morning on the early trade. Mitch Clear is at Channel 7 headquarters. Welcome, Mitchell. Good morning, boys. Thanks for having me on. Jack Gunston is off. Uh, perhaps we had seen this coming from a long way out. Still, when it hits... It can jar the supporter base of the clubs that these star players are leaving, but what a pickup he shapes to be up at the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, as you've been saying, Sam, out mixed day in Gunston. It's a, it's a like for like, and now you'd think with that forward setup, they'd have to go with the one ruck and then have Danaher as the second ruck, um, given how tall they've been. So McStay rucked a little bit in the second half of the year, we saw as a, the pinch hit, but Gunston can't do that. So maybe it puts more uh, reliance on Danaher as the second ruck if they mm. just go with, with Big O. Um, but I like what Lloydie was saying earlier. It's a, it's a big loss for Hawthorne, given what they've already seen go out the door this year in McAvoy and Shields, and then potentially, and, and more likely as it goes on, Tom Mitchell um, out the door. So they do have to be wary, the Hawks, that they're cutting too deep. But this one wasn't their their decision. They did have an offer to Jack Gunson, a two-year deal on the table, but he's decided to, to go and chase a flag. And I just wonder whether... Isaac Smith winning a flag at his second club on the weekend mm. uh, may have switched his thinking because uh, I think it was line ball heading into the weekend. Yeah, he did take his time on a decision, no doubt about that. Now, hey, your cameras were there at Alberton yesterday. Port Adelaide, they missed out on Josh Dunkley, Mitch, but we knew Jack Graham was a chance to leave and the power have wasted no time and the Channel Wisp cameras were there to see it all in its glory yesterday. They were there yesterday. He landed in Adelaide, Sam, and said, that he was only there to see family. And I reckon 45 minutes later, he was at Alberton. Uh, well, they might, be his new, man they might be his new family, Mitch. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> you know. That's a good way to look at it. The Richmond family is, is well heralded. But uh, it was just the morning after the uh, the Jack Dye medal and he was, he was out the door to, to Port Adelaide. So he's got a decision to make, uh, obviously with Hopper and Taranto coming in. Sam, whether he sees his future at Richmond, I, I think it would be a, a nice fit for the power. Um, with Rosie and Butters sort of getting more midfield time. He's more of a defensive midfielder, as we've all spoken about. Just a matter of what he's worth on the trade table. I think would would think maybe a second-round pick for someone like for someone like Jack Graham. And it, it may be just a pick that helps the Tigers further sweeten that deal to get Taranto and Hopper in mm. from the Giants. Mm. Mitch, speaking of picks, what do you think is fair uh, for Josh Dunkley? Oh, I think one first-rounder, Lordo, and, and a second-rounder. I think the days of 
giving up two first rounders for the for your Trelaws and, and your Shields. And, you know, we saw what the Eagles overpaid for Tim Kelly at the time. I, I think that's out the window. Yes, he's in career best form, Josh Dunkley, and he's the best and fairest winner as of last night. But he is out of contract as opposed to, to two years ago when he was trying to facilitate a move when he was in contract. And it was the two first rounders was the asking price. And I think that was fair enough at the time, given he was still younger. Um, he was in contract. But now he's out of contract. Uh, I can't see it being much more than a first rounder and a second rounder. And gee, let's be honest, um, the the Lions aren't going to be able to cough up too much more than that. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious now as to the Gunston one. If they do bring him in as a free agent, what that does for the mixed day compensation, because the Lions have been sort of hinging on the mixed day compensation, you know, probably being an end of first round or or second round pick, uh, and then using those selections to to bundle up for for Will Ashcroft and, and Jasper Fletcher. Now that Gunson's coming in, do they try and facilitate that via a trade or do mm. they just hope that Nick stays earning so much and on such a long-term deal at Collingwood that it won't really impact it? I'm, I'm really curious to see how the Lions handle this over the next few days. Surely it would be better, though, wouldn't it, for Brisbane to trade for, for Gunston, given the age and the stage of yeah. his career that he's at? I mean, it, for all the reasons you mentioned, they've got a couple of back-end picks there. You know, they've got a 44, a 33. Gunston's mm. been a magnificent player, but he's not going to command a high pick. No, I wouldn't think so, but he's still, you know, one of Hawthorne's mm. better players. I would have thought maybe a second or third rounder. Yeah. Uh, and we saw when, just using the Isaac Smith comparison, when he moved from Hawthorne to Geelong, it did it did net the the, the Hawks a, a third round compo pick. So if you're using similar comparison, um, and Gunson's clearly younger than Isaac Smith at that move, I would think on the open market, Gunson would probably be a, a third round compo pick. And that may, if it was to be a free agent, as you mentioned, Sam, it would offset the mixed day one. So it's a really delicate balance for the Lions. Mitch, you, you hear, you, you're obviously in Geelong and, and you know a lot about the Cats and what they're looking to do. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't be happy if they ended up with pick seven after, <laughs> after winning a flag. Uh, they, I think it's Nakai Cockatoo and Joel Selwood are probably the only top 10 picks they've had in probably a decade. Ever. Ever, yep. yeah. So do you, can you see them uh, winning the services of Jack Bowes? I can. Uh, I think they've been into Jack Bowes for a little while now because... He is managed by Connor Swartz Management, and they also look after Paddy Dangerfield. And I'm told that Paddy Dangerfield is a big fan of Jack Bowes. And there's not many players around the competition that have the power at the, the negotiating table like Paddy Dangerfield. He helps with the Dullhouse move. He helps with the Jenkins move. I wouldn't be surprised if he could uh, wield his power and get this one over the line. Mm. Uh, as Sam mentioned earlier, I think there's, there's a few clubs also in the market. Um, Essendon still wouldn't rule out Hawthorne, given their salary cap space and ability to to take on the Bowes contract. But, Lord, as a few clubs have mentioned over the last few days, Geelong's cap is actually going to open up from 2024, 2025 onwards. As scary as that as that sounds, when they've got these older guys moving on, I know Hawkins and Selwood aren't on, on massive money, but the cap will start to open up a little bit, and that's maybe where Geelong can bring in a Bowes and back end his money into you know a four- or five-year deal and, and then shuffle the money into future years and the immediate deal um, isn't on too much, especially if they're trying to get Tanner Bruin and Ollie and Henry through the door at the same time. It's the best deal in football, that one, the Gold Coast deal. Bowes and seven. Yeah. It's an outrageously good deal. And so many clubs would be trying to get it done. But Geelong, yeah, I think I'll be shocked if that doesn't happen. They're right there. And as Mitch said, they have been for a long period of time. Hey, if Sydney can make um, anything happen, it'll uh, make a real, they'll make a real player out of Aaron Francis. He reported that the Swans have an interest in, I guess, resuscitating uh, a- another key position player in this offseason, Mitch. 
Yeah, it's a bit of the Ted Richards feel to it, doesn't it? I think mm. I put this out the other night, and Essendon fans, it was the instant one they, they thought of in that he was sort of just potting along at Essendon. Well, that might be a bit harsh, but he was sort of just, um, you know, seeing his through career at Essendon, and then Sydney came calling and, and turned him into a premiership player. Um, keen to get Lordo's take on this. He's a, he's a former top 10 pick, um, been used as a forward, but he sees himself as a backman, and, and that's what the clubs, and that's what the Swans are looking at him for as a backman. Um, you know, Dane Rampey won't be around forever. Uh, the McCartan brothers are there, and then you've got Robbie Fox, who did a pretty good job on Jeremy Cameron Grand Final Day. I think they just, after a bit more key defensive support, they had asked the question of Griffin Logue as well before he went to Tin North. So this is an area they are looking to fill up. In. Yeah, he's got to get fitter. That, that's uh, I think he's had his mental health battles and uh, his body just never looks fit. He doesn't look rock hard. And I think uh, you know, it'd be a, a godsend for him if he can get to Sydney, start again and, and challenge himself uh, in that environment. Mitch, I want to ask you, uh, the cameras, where will they be setting up to try and get... Oh, Brad Scott. Brad Scott, yeah. yeah. Make it a Quinella. Surely the club's not going to do it at the hangar and it'll be somewhere <laughs> off-site, somewhere. You've got your, the antennas up to find where he's going? Of course. I was, I was hoping you might uh, be able to get <laughs> later on and just see where it is. Uh, we've got a few cameras out this morning. Um, Essendon is one. I, I was surprised. They, they did the Adam Uze second interview at Essendon last week. So sometimes with these, you've got to be, uh, I guess you've got to be sometimes thinking simple and um, sometimes it's right in front of your eyes. So there is a, there is a few cameras out this morning to see what's happening. But uh, it'd be a good shot, wouldn't it, seeing uh, Robert Walls shaking uh, Brad Scott's hand somewhere around town. Oh, today. what they wouldn't give for that, Lloydie. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon they'd be at the Ernst & Young building. That's on placing my bet on in the CBD again. Would they go back there, you reckon, Mitch? You're framing a market? Surely you got you got some cameras there. Potentially, they uh, have used that office, but sometimes these sometimes you scare them off, Sam, and you uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you get them to one spot, and they they, they like to yeah. uh, go some back entries. Speaking of the Essendon power, geez, David Barham and Andrew Thorburn, they'd mm. have a, a few connections, so they might be able to pluck out an office anywhere. Well, I did an appearance. I, I did an appearance grand final week, and it was across the road from Paul Little's house. I tell you what, that, that <laughs> you could uh, hide a few about a thousand people in that place. <laughs> it was the biggest house I've seen. <laughs> Uh, I got on Google later it's on. It's got uh, half two racks out here. Yeah, if it has. Oh, if it's still the same place. That I is the same one. Spent a few hours there and footy classified days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Hey, before we let you go, Mitch, uh, Tom Mitchell, another Mitch, he's a, a big watch. You've been all over this one, um, uh, building up to it. Obviously, he's going to move from Hawthorne. Uh, Collingwood uh, is where he wants to play. Do you think a deal will be facilitated down the track here? I think if Grundy leaves, it opens the door for a Mitchell. And that might seem seem, you know, crazy to some Collingwood fans, but as Lord I mentioned earlier, it's about balancing the books. The new management don't see the value in a $1 million Ruckman. They see the value in spreading the load. And Craig McRae, for those Collingwood fans that have watched every press conference this year, I reckon it comes up twice the press conference that we need to be better at centre bounce. We've been smashed out of it. They were the second worst team at centre bounce this year. And mm. for a player like Tom Mitchell, who's looking to get out his centre bounce attendances at Hawthorne went from 70% to 50% in the space of a year. I think it just marries up perfectly. They had been in the market for Taranto, but he is managed by the same group as Tom Mitchell. So maybe it's uh, Taranto off to Punt Road and Tom Mitchell off to, to Pies HQ. We'll keep it locked on Channel 7 tonight, Mitch. No doubt about it. We'll see what you can procure uh, as we do each and every day. Really appreciate you joining us uh, this morning and uh, love your insights as always.
Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. There's Mitch Cleary there, Channel 7 News Hound. <laughs> you know, he's got the camera spread absolutely <laughs> thin. It's like when you play Battleship, you know. <laughs> you spread those ships everywhere. Uh, you don't glut them together. Or at least I never did. Always had them out of the fringes. What's your best story on that? Uh, spotting something or someone or falling onto, uh, you know, just... Yeah, you could have got lucky or yeah. you go, oh, geez, I was good there. Oh, Hutchie tells some great stories yeah. about this stuff. I mean, this is where the TV uh, journalism industry pitches a king. So mm. it's hard. You, you've got to get vision. I mean, mm. you want the story, but if you yes, get vision, vision with it. I mean, that Jack Graham stuff yesterday. You know it's big when they roll the watermark yeah. over the top yeah. of it? <laughs> when they've got the Seven News watermark <laughs> over the top, you know they're happy with themselves. What about the one where, I don't know, was it a chop? I don't, where Dustin Martin at the Giants. Remember with the hard hat? Hard hat on. Yeah, that was good. I reckon some are calculated too. Like, I oh, wonder yeah. with that Jack Graham one whether, maybe not, maybe I'm being overly, um, you know, I'm looking into mm. things a little bit too much, but uh, sometimes I wonder whether they do get the tip off that you want to meet mm. us here. This is where we'll be. Um, and Jack Graham was going to see his family. His family <laughs> might just be dressed in teal. That's all it is. Uh, good pictures of him uh, being escorted into the facility by Ken Hinckley, the power coach. A um, lot of texts coming through as well. A few more grasses, greeners coming through, Lloydie. Um, and there's a big signing that has to happen at Carlton. Now, this isn't a factor in the trade period, but it's amazing how many times Harry Mackay's name comes mm. up in the text as well. Talks haven't started on a deal yet, but I think they will soon. Carlton need to save their pennies for him. And then Tom DeConing as well uh, in the Geelong rooms afterwards. Geelong supporters, just stay away from Tom DeConing. He's surely he's going to re-sign at Carlton, but that's one for 2023. Can you well. see uh, North Melbourne giving away pick one? Because that, that was where you triggered me because I heard the Harry Mackay rumor. Harry Mackay yeah. rumor went around a while back about would uh, North give up pick one for Harry Mackay? Well, well I... Well, they're not going to get the best player in the competition, are they, at the moment? I defer to the draft mm. experts here, but that's Will Ashcroft. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if I was North Melbourne, I'd just be going to the draft. Yeah. You're, you're, you're at a low ebb. You've got time. You've got a new mm. coach coming in. You, you know, um, as far as the pressure at the, and the walls at the door goes, you know, you've got time to reset under Clarker. I'd just be smashing that draft, to be honest, yeah. with a bit of senior experience yeah. coming in. Yeah, Logue, unless, Tucker. unless you can split it for two, top, two in the top ten. Yeah potentially for what North Melbourne could look at because uh, they got pick 55 after pick one. So they haven't got a lot there. So that could be a consideration for it. They them. got those concessions, but they're going to disappear straight out yeah. the door because they have to yes. for Logue and maybe Hunter Clark who's weighing some things up as well, depending on what happens with Alistair Clarkson. Um, that's one that will become clearer as the days go on. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, they're engineered in Germany and they're proven in Australia. Lloydie's List for Rhino Rack. Make space for adventure with Rhino Rack and their roof rack solutions for the all-new Ford Ranger. For as long as I can recall, the early trade for Thai Powers always had Lloydie's List as its pillar. Uh, and great to have your company this morning too, by the way. One day out from the opening of free agency on this, the early trade for Thai Power, Australia's biggest independent Tire retail, they keep you safe on the roads. Find them at tirepower.com.au. Lloydie's list for Rhino Rack. Lloydie, where are you taking us today? I'm taking it uh, off the back of the retirement of Joel Selwood and the leadership. Uh, so since the year 2000, uh, the greatest leaders off the back of Joel Selwood. So who I would I'd want to play under and who I've just respected over my time. Best so, uh, captain best since captain 2000. Since 2000, Damn, since 2000, that means we don't get, we can't play a bit of standby all man by sticks. Yeah, well, I, I was thinking about that, but then I thought uh, opening it up 
It probably opens me up a bit too much uh, <laughs> if, I, if I'm going back into the 90s. Hey, man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's right up there, Sticks Kernahan. But at number five, I, I love this player and the, what he did this season for Collingwood. Uh, and in big moments, I thought Scott Pendlebury, the amount of times that he was influential in those tight wins, yeah. whether it was a kick-in to help the uh, Jamie Elliott goal against Essendon after the siren, I thought he was huge in that. Uh, I reckon late against Adelaide, he combined with Nick Dacos a couple of times to set up a few goals. It just, he's, he just, in moments that he just kept having in these big tight wins. Doesn't really make it, still doesn't make a bad decision. He he's doesn't. 34 years of age, as sharp as a yeah, tack. Yeah. And I thought that, uh, yeah, he, he led beautifully this year uh, and still at the top of his game. And, and what he does off field with his professionalism, his diet, the way he trains, I think he's a great influence on, at Collingwood. I've got Sir Joel at number four, Sam. So, uh, yeah. Sir Joel? Sir Joel. I've oh, you've knighted him. him. I've knighted him for at least this week. I think uh, Tim Watson calls him Dallai. Dallai. Dal- <laughs> I heard that, yeah. So uh, for his toughness, uh, I'm so wrapped that he's a premiership captain now for what he's done. So uh, you just see the respect that everyone within the footy club has. He's a selfless captain. So he comes in at number four. At number three, I've got Luke Hodge. So, yeah, it's uh, Matthew's coming off the text message already, Hodge. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you, you beat me to it, Matthew. So he's uh, he's in at number three. Uh, just you love the way he plays. Two, a Norm Smith medalist twice uh, on the biggest stage of all. So mm. just uh, he's a player that you would love to. He just he's a knockabout sort of guy, but uh, a really well respected captain you love to play with. At number two, I've got my captain, and that is James Hurd. Uh, James had me eating out of the palm of his hand. So. James's pre-match addresses, you just want to smash through a brick wall. Uh, whether it was Anzac Day, Grand Final Day, he just stepped up massively, James, to to uh, say, follow me, boys, jump on my back. Uh, so James Hurd, I've got at number two. And at number one, I have uh, Michael Voss. Nice. For uh, just his, his aura that he played with and his uh, tough, skillful uh, you know, kicks, goals, uh, just, just love Vossy. Good on the lip too. Yeah, good on the lip. Yeah, that Scotty Burns moment. Just that was one of the yeah, great grand was, final wasn't moments. It? Stood over the top of him, and I, I played against him in a grand final too. And he kicked this goal, turned to the crowd, fist pump in you know, one, and I thought we we're in trouble here, Vossy's. Yeah, just Vossy made a big statement. So yeah, they're they're my top five. So we're going Pendles at five, still going as strong as ever at thirty four. Yeah. Sir Joel Selwood, mm. as you have anointed him, uh, Luke Hodge at three, your old skipper James yeah. Herder two, Michael Voss, the Brisbane Lions uh, Colossus at number one. Yeah, so I've did some research, some other guys in the mix. I reckon Mac- Maxwell was a great captain. I thought Tom Harley was a great captain. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, these five are, are for me. Uh, the clear five. Uh, Joel Selwood's retirement yesterday, of course, came after you were on the, mm. on this particular show with Kane Cords. I haven't heard you speak mm. about him. Before you do, Chris Scott spoke at length yesterday, as they all did down at Geelong, on Joel Selwood's impact on the Cats and himself. Oh, it would be irreplaceable. <clears throat> but what Joel has done is set our footy club up uh, in so many ways, and I alluded to it uh, in a previous um, answer, but... My t- we first met at the end of, well, in a professional sense, I guess, and at the end of 2010, and it struck me from the day I met him that he was always putting others in front of him, and that extended to trying to influence others to get to the position where 
they could lead this footy club in his mind as well as he has. Now, that won't be possible. Uh, but I, I think we all feel much better prepared for the next few years at least um, because of the, um, at least in my time, the 12 years that Joel's um, invested in, in all of us. Chris Scott there, the Geelong coach and Lloydie's list, thanks to Rhino Rack, make space for adventure with Rhino Rack and their roof rack solutions for the all-new Ford Ranger. I don't know what else can be said about Joel Silwood, but um, longest-serving captain in the history of the game. He's just played his 40th final, also a VFL-AFL record, and he's a four-time premiership player and every other thing you can achieve in the game he has in his trophy cabinet. It's interesting, the, the list that I did, what I marvelled about Hurdy was someone that could be so skillful yet so courageous. And I put Hodge in that bracket. Yeah. bracket. You're either one or the other. Like the greats, you know, they, you're either you know, skillful, but you lack a bit of hardness, or you're hard, but you lack a bit of skill. There's not many, you know, like, for example, Dunkley's one of best and fairest, but he doesn't have the skill of Hodge or a Hurd. Whereas Joel Salwood, just some of the, the skills he was hitting, he didn't have to do the brutal, tough stuff on grand final day, but he was hitting, hitting some great balls inbound and in the corridor. So, yeah, he's... he's yeah, tough, courageous, humble. I think that's why everyone loves him. He's so humble. You see, he's a still a shy type. He's best. Yeah. He made that speech on Brownlow night. He was shaking like a leaf reading that paper. Uh, off, off. So I just admire him for how humble he's been over the years as well. Curious mix because on the other side of that and, and how generous mm. and giving he is and caring he is away from the game, a ruthless as all yeah. get out competitor at the same time. Mm. Unbelievable. I remember, geez, I don't I wrote something about him years ago. It was when all the rage around the ducking of free kicks first flared. Yeah. And I wrote what I thought for the Herald Sun to be an extremely balanced. I had the four, I had the against, you know, thought nothing of yeah. it. Straight down the line, I was fair to both sides. It just simply pointed out, you know, the, the statistics as they presented. Thought nothing of it. A full 12 months later, we're at the Captain's Day yeah. at um, Marvel Stadium, whatever it was then. And I got asked to, by the Herald Sun to go and have a chat to yeah. Joel Silwood. It, had, it wasn't yeah. even on my mind at all. And I approach him and he's just... Stared straight oh, through my eyes and said, "Oh, is this going to be another story about uh-huh. ducking?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he came for me a full twelve months later. I thought, "Mate, good on him!" Yeah. And it uh, completely floored me. And then once he got it off his chest, he was fine. He got right. What do you want to talk about? Well, it's interesting. Uh, Robbo did an article with Dangerfield Grand Final Day. In that no, was in the paper. They'd been fishing together, and I was mentioned by Danger about something I'd said about him. But that was twelve months ago. So I'd said that. Uh, He's polarizing danger, and, and I, it wasn't in a negative way. I was just saying that not everyone loves danger, and it's often that with the, the champion players that you know, like Nathan Buckley, for example, not loved by everyone. Hmm. You know, just there's those types that the uh, best often are like that. They are, they? yeah. Like even Kane Corns, for example, in the media. I know it's different, but some will love him and some don't. So some love him. <laughs> I think I think he's <laughs> come around. I think some do, but probably for example, but you know, for even yeah, there's. So danger, but danger mentioned in the article about what I said. So if it was another yeah. time, I'd love to know the your five best sprays that you've caught from oh. people. They've written a story for another day, that's Sam. A, that's but, a list. Yeah. That's a list. We might struggle to get it. Good ones too. <laughs> we might struggle to yeah. get it under five, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> hey, uh, off the text. A, I don't know if this is true. So this is a slightly all care, no responsibility sort of. Uh, text that's landed. I don't know if it's true and if it is, there might very well be a good reason for it, but a text just landed. Lockie Hunter was a no-show at the Western Bulldogs best and fairest mm. last night. He might very well have been there. If you were there, you might be able to set it straight and if he wasn't, well Dustin Martin wasn't at the Richard one and as it turned out he was uh, dealing with some highly personal matters that uh, needed no further explanation. So there might, if he wasn't there, be a very good reason that he wasn't. 
Having said that, we know he's open to a trade. Mm. Western Bulldogs are open to trading him. He has had his personal challenges away from the game as well. It might be one of those ones, Lordy, where fresh start is best for both parties. Yeah, I made the comment yesterday because of his, you know, the off-field incident that he had and the mental health battles and you know, his football, you know, is he the type of player that would be attractive to someone else? I, I said I felt he would struggle to find a club. Steve Silvani said, no, I think he would, would find a club. So, uh, yeah, time will tell if he can get a new new home. I don't think they'd lose too much if, if Lockie moved on from yep. the Western Bulldogs. Uh, our grass is greener here. Riley Collier-Dawkins, better fit for Port than Graham. He's a big-bodied mid, the same height as Dunkley, two years younger, would also be a good replacement for Dunkley at the Dogs and will get the game ahead of fringe players like Scott, McNeil, McComb, etc. That's from Joe. Just hasn't worked for him at Richmond, mm. has he? Uh, Riley Collier-Dawkins, a pretty high pick, just hasn't been able to make it work uh, at Richmond. I'm not sure what level of interest there may or may not be uh, in him elsewhere. Lots of texts coming through, though, so we'll park them as the morning unfolds. Sam Edmund, Matthew Lloyd with you. Up until 9 o'clock on this, the early trade. Uh, coming up next, uh, we've got a quip for anything. Lloydy, looking forward to that. And you want to keep it locked here on Trade Radio because mm. coming up later today on the trade feed from, trade feed from 11 o'clock, how's this for a buffet sort of offering on the trade feed? Sarah, Ollie, Josh Gavilich, they're going to have Daniel Howe, delisted Hawk, they're going to have four-time premiership player and Norm Smith medalist Isaac Smith. Mm. And then, if that's not enough, they've got St Kilda list boss James Gallagher in the house as well. Three guests, 60 minutes, an hour of mm. power if you've ever seen it. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Of course, Continental Tyres, they're engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Give us a shout. That number again this morning, one 23 Got a question uh, for Lordo or uh, a trade that you want to see done or how a trade might happen, you can give us a buzz or drop us a text, 0419-187-323. The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Equipped for anything for Coates. We're more than hire. We're equipped for anything. Head to coats.com.au. You're a stinger-heavy show, aren't you, here on the early trade? They're going to be the death of me, these stingers. Uh, this is the early trade for type. Our family safety is never up for trade. And equipped for anything brought to you by Coates. We're more than hire. We're equipped for anything. Just head to coats.com.au. What do they need to do, Richmond, to be equipped for anything? I think they're in the process of doing exactly that, Lordy. We spoke about Jack Graham. I love Jack Graham to stay if I'm uh, Blair Hartley and if I'm Damien Hardwick and the Richmond fraternity. But by bringing in Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper and super super turbocharging that on-field brigade, they lost five games by a goal or less this Mm. year. I reckon they really could have pushed the top sides. They just didn't have the luck they needed and um, the ability to close out games, which is strange to say from Richmond's perspective. But Tim Durando, he's an unbelievable player. Jacob Hopper comes in mm. as well. These are two massive pickups. Could they be the Geelong of 2023? I reckon yeah. they can bounce big time. Bounce, yeah, when you thought they might have to go down for a period of time. Time will tell. For me, in terms of being equipped for anything, I look at the Saints. Sam, and what I liked about last year was Windhager came in and looked good. He's a Halebury boy, so I know Mark as well. Owens was very, very good. Mm. Wanganee Malera was pretty good. But they still lack class for me. They lack midfield class. Jack Steele, uh, good player, but then they've got Ross and these type of players through the midfield that just crouch. They still are a long, long way off mm. the running power. So they've gone to Goey, which I can understand because – he brings that power class. But if they miss him, wonder who could be next. That shows they've got money. 
who could be next potentially for them to look at to try and bolster the midfield? Because that's why I wouldn't want to lose Hunter Clark because, uh, uh, yeah, I like his running power uh, and if he can get a good luck, a good run with injury. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear James Gallagher later mm. on because they haven't been linked to a lot of players as well. And Bradley Hill's another one who's been linked yeah. to a move out, but who they might be targeting coming in. I think Lloyd Meeks been mentioned, different sort of player than what you're talking mm. about. Obviously, a big Ruckman coming in given Paddy Ryder has retired. And speaking of Ruckman, just with Richmond needing to be equipped for anything, if Ivan Soldo is linked to this GWS exchange with Tarando and Hopper, and it might be the case that a player does get involved and GWS do need a Ruckman as well. I wonder if then Richmond need to go shopping for someone to replace uh, Soldo. And then Jack Rewalt, perhaps 12 months left in him. Do they go shopping for a, an adequate replacement or is, is Noah Cumberland um, just going to keep developing as he is and be adequate or Bolter gets swung forward? Who knows? But um, There was a text before, Sam, in a, in a round, you know, Giants needing a Ruckman uh, potentially was... Yeah. Could Radigalia, if Bruin, Tanner Bruin goes to Geelong? Straight swap. Could Radigalia, but uh, what do they want Giants? Would they prefer picks because because they don't want, from a salary cap perspective, they're under the pump? Yeah, it would appear as though they need a bit of, but well, that salary cap being under the pump's not going to be for too much longer with Tarando Hopper off the yeah. books, Bobby Hill off the books, mm. Tanner Bruin off the books. Um, shouldn't be a factor from here. Um, maybe a mixture of both. We know they're into Lloyd Meek. Um, so Van Soldo would make a lot of sense. And then the picks coming through the other way. They're an interesting stage, aren't they, in terms of their list transition. Um, we'll be interested to see how they go with that. That was equipped for anything for Coates. We're more than high. We're equipped for anything. You just want to head uh, online to find them at coates.com.au. Max is in Williams Landing. He's called in uh, in regards to the Blues and perhaps casting an eye forward to the draft there, Maximus. Welcome to the early trade. G'day, boys. I just want to find out, um, with pick 10, I know Carlton's not obviously going to trade that because they did say they're going to go to the youth, um, to the draft, but who's around that pick 10? And, um, Lloydie, what would you do with uh, pick 10? Would you trade it or would you, uh, go if, uh, or would you go to the draft? Well, I don't think they'll trade it because uh, salary cap-wise, uh, Carlton... Sam, you know the Blues better than I do, but uh, they've, they've, they're, they're right up there with highly played players, aren't they? So you'd think they'd use it to for, for, to bring in the best player they can at that pick? Yeah, Max, I know that they really wanted to prioritise the draft this year, so they I'd be staggered if they don't take that pick to the draft. I think they absolutely will. We know they've been big players in the trade and free agency space over the last you know, three, four, and five years. So they're always going to go to the draft when they could. I know Blake Akers is coming in, but he's sort of... Um, you know, not your top tier of uh, player of acquisition, of course. So I don't know. I only read the Phantom drafts like you, I suppose. No, Cal Toomey's over at more than me. But he had, I think in his last uh, draft, sort of Phantom draft, he had a, a player by the name of Matthew Jefferson at 10 out of the Oakley yep. Chargers, who's a key forward. And that's obviously not what the Carlton need. Um, I'm not sure what they're sort of, um, whether they go best player at pick mm. 10 or whether they've got a an absolute um, part of the ground that they want to target, uh, Max. But I, I know that they'll definitely be taking that pick to the draft. And you're a Blues man. Would you be happy enough with that? Get some more kids in? I wouldn't mind getting more kids in, but I don't know, uh, firstly, with Harry Mackay's status, if he's actually going to stay. And if he does stay, I mean, how many key forwards do you need? I mean, you've got Mackay, you've got um, you've got Kurnow and up forward. I reckon Carlton's fine. I just, uh, I wouldn't be necessarily taking... Um, no. Uh, and pick, uh, uh, picking up a key forward, but in saying that, there's a Perth. I think there's a Perth boy uh, uh, with a. I can't remember his name. He's a forward. He's a forward. Um, centre forward, centre back. I think. So I'm not sure if 
he'll be around the big ten though. A guy by the name of Cadman is uh, the 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 highly most touted key position player, key forward in the draft this year. Guy by the name of Harry Sheasel, who everyone yeah. wants to get their hands on. He'll be around the four to five mark. Um, you've got George Wardlaw, who's a midfielder who um, has had a lot of injuries this year, but he's he's top two or three. But he's a midfielder. Uh, there's a couple of good South Australians uh, that'll go top six or seven as well. So you're just outside that period. I, I'm interested in some are going to push to get future picks for next year because next year's draft looks stronger than this year's draft. So that's all, what uh, some clubs are looking yeah. to do. And we may not have a huge amount of picks uh, in this year's draft, maybe just around 50. They reckon the smallest draft ever. Yeah. That's what the list this managers one, Yeah, are which isn't great, is it? That's not good. No. That's not good for the game. Um, but that's what they're all saying uh, to a man at the moment, which uh, isn't great if you're a draft uh, hopeful in this year's crop. Um off the text, question for Lordo, please. With Dunkley heading to Brisbane, we were speaking about this earlier, would the Lions' future first-round pick and a player like Jack Payne, who the Dogs were keen on before he got drafted, get the deal done? Or is that overs that will enable the Brisbane Lions to keep their points this year and get the Dogs a promising young key position defender? That's from Jim in Thornbury. Jim, I'm not a massive fan of Payne. So uh, you've already got Ryan Gardner, uh, Liam Jones coming in. Uh yeah, so I'd I'd be looking for the first round pick and a better sweetener than Jack Payne. I'd uh, yeah. So it's interesting if, if the dogs were to lose Hunter and were to lose Dunkley, it's a type of player like Lipinski. In the end, it's been a, a big loss for the Western Bulldogs. I think he would have been pretty handy yeah. uh, in the Western Bulldogs side. So yeah, I noticed when Bailey Smith was out of that team, the run, the run and the carry wasn't there. So they've got mid a lot of midfielders, but it's Libba in tight, Dunkley in tight. Mm. Um, well, Toby McLean missed McLean, a lot of footy this yeah, year as well. Footy, so. so they get him back in. But uh, I reckon the dogs, I'm pretty bullish on them mm. too. Like if they get Lobb in to help out forward ruck, Liam Jones can, I guess, rediscover what he did in mm. his last year at Carlton. Laid, I'd hope they would be a good recruit for them. Because yeah. they, they were all at sea in terms of the way they played, in my opinion. They opened up defensively. You look at the, how organised yeah. Geelong were on grand final day. Uh, the dogs weren't... <laughs> weren't organised at all. So that team defence and the way they play needs to be severely looked at and the coaching group needed to change. Off the text, uh, some, a Collingwood supporter here, I'm assuming, uh, dreaming of a, a, a powerful one-two combo in the midfield. Assuming Tom Mitchell is dealt to the pies, which I think he will, how dangerous can he and Geordie Dugowie be together in that midfield? I reckon it's a perfect addition, Tom Mitchell. We worry so much mm. about what players can't do as opposed to what they can and I reckon what he can do, if you put him in that black and white midfield with all the zip and the speed and the long mm. breaking ability they've got, it could be crucial. Yeah, there was a suggestion to, made to me that, remember when Geelong used to be happy to lose clearance because of what they do, because of their interceptors behind the ball? Yep. It's been put to me that it's not Collingwood aren't that faced by losing because of what their back line does. and the, the Richmond way, way too, The Richmond yeah. way, so... I'm not sold totally on Mitchell because of how quick and dynamic Collingwood are all out there. They're quick and dynamic in their back line. Their midfield of Crisp and Adams and Degoe, they take you forward and their forward line is just chaos. So they're a chaos team. So Mitchell, to me, doesn't add to that chaos. He's a different sort of player. So mm. I'm intrigued by that that potential pickup. Love the trade scenarios that come through off the text, uh, Lloydie. Is this a good trade for all clubs involved? Carl Amon, compensation uh, pick from Port Adelaide to West Coast. That gets Junior Rioli done. And then um, that that pick from West Coast to Brisbane for Devin Robertson. Sounds like a lot for Devin Robertson. Uh, oh, but plus pick 15 from Brisbane to the Western Bulldogs for Josh 
Dunkley. So that's uh, one that's come through. Love those uh, trade scenarios. They send you cross-eyed after the <laughs> time, don't they? Uh, Johnny's in Clyde North. He wants to talk about Geordie Degoe, though, while we're on the subject. How are you, Johnny? Yeah, hi, guys. Um, I just want to... I've got a mate that follows Richmond, and he seems to have uh, heard uh, something about Geordie Degoe uh, heading off to Richmond. I just want to oh. know, firstly, <laughs> if you guys have heard anything of that. <laughs> and secondly, is there a possible way that he can be... He can, they can get him. They can acquire him anyhow. Have they got a oh, money they? tree down there at Punt Road, haven't they? they? just shake it and the cash just falls out of it. How are they going to fit all these players well, in? Well, Johnny, <laughs> I made the point on Footy Classified that Hopper and Taranto, uh, it's, it's two guys that don't kick goals. They're tough inside midfielders. So to me, it, it would be a, a, one of those two and a Dugowie. Say, for example, they're not going to get Dugowie because they're getting Taranto and Hopper. But I'm saying... The uh, goey type plus one of the others would have been unbelievable for Richmond, more so than for me getting Hopper and Taranto. Time will tell. Uh, they would look at those two more so than I would uh, deeply, but uh, I think the two of them, to me, are inside tough. But I don't think they cut you up by foot. They don't hurt you as much by foot. They win a lot of the footy, but I think they've both got to become more damaging, Hopper and Taranto, uh, with what they do with the footy. Appreciate your call there, Johnny. Off the text before we get to a break. Um, could uh, Good morning, lads. Hawks need to make Ollie Henry a priority after losing Gunston. Thoughts on that? Mm. Obviously, the offer from Collingwood isn't to his liking. He's got the sibling link down at Geelong. Is it, is it either, gonna, in your mind, Lloydie, Collingwood or Geelong, or could he be tempted to go elsewhere? Yeah, I'm, I'm like that. Collingwood or Geelong for Henry. Okay, we'll see what happens with him, uh, whether he re-signs and if Geelong can get the deal done to get him there. A previous first-round pick, of course, who's shown a lot of promise this year, even if he did uh, miss out at the pointy end of the season at Collingwood. The early trade is uh, with you until 9 o'clock this morning, all thanks to Ty Power. Family safety is never up for trade. We've got the Beaumont News update. We'll give you a burst of news on the other side of this. Stay with us on the early trade. The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Hey, Tylers, you need stock fast? Well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help over 115 outlets and they're all completely stocked up. Uh, a bit of breaking news has uh, just hit the uh, the World Wide Web there. Lloydie Vikel Toomey at the AFL website who is reporting that Sydney have ramped up talks to lock down their star small. The smallest centre-half forward in the history of the game, Tom Papley, on a long-term deal. He's due to hit his free agency trigger next year. And this is where we talk about pre-agents and the power that they can wield. So the Swans looking to tie him down well before that. Obviously, historically, wanted to trade to Carlton. Mm. It didn't happen. Um, so Sydney looking to tie him away nice and early. Had a super year. He had a great year, but it was interesting grand final day, how small they looked compared to Geelong. So the size of Blixavs, the size of Dangerfield, you know, Selwood played a ripper. But it was Dangerfield and Blixavs for mine who just bullied the Sydney midfield. So Papley fell over a lot, got monstered in there. He, he was good in there in bursts, but got found out a bit. I thought that Heaney went in at one stage and Blixarves just was too big and powerful for him. Mm. It's what Cripps wins a Brownlow, being big and powerful. So you know, Callum Mills, uh, Parker, they've got a few of those guys, but it was interesting, the Papley experiment as a midfielder. I, I thought it's amazing how you get exposed in prelims and grand final, and that's where I thought 
Sydney got caught out. I think they just threw him in there to try and inject something because yeah. they were getting absolutely obliterated mm. in the first quarter of that game. So Callum Mills is another one. He was a pre-agent, recently signed a six-year contract. Cal points out as well through to the end of 2029. And Mills is due to reach his free agency trigger mm. next year as well. So I think this one, it was a big deal for Tom Papley that's about to expire. This one could be a very big one as well. And just recapping the news that Josh Dunkley has won the Charles Sutton medal on the way out of the Western Bulldogs. He and Luke Beveridge, well, they seemed amicable last night. Both uh, very respectful of what they've achieved together. And they both spoke well last night on stage. In what we discussed earlier, can be an awkward night when you're leaving the club. Yeah, and you've got to do it. You've got to handle yourself with class. Uh, yeah, you couldn't imagine. Imagine it went the other way and Bevo teed off on Dunkley on the best and fairest. Well, he has teed <laughs> off before. <laughs> yeah. And Dunkley did the same. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, young Liam Stocker is going to go to the Carlton best and fairest, uh, which is coming up in the next yeah. is it next week or so. Yes, and Melbourne's is tomorrow. And I think mm. I hear Luke Jackson will be going along okay, to that yeah. one as well. So mm. these are all these little things, aren't mm. they? That yeah. um, when you got to front up and you're not just mingling with your teammates, but you're mingling with, as we said earlier, the, the supporter yeah. base and the paid up supporter mm. base who feel like at times, Lloyd, you would remember, mm. they have a voice and they're happy to use it. Uh, Jack Gunston's officially told Hawthorne he'll head north to the Brisbane Lions. An unrestricted free agent. The Hawks won't receive compensation for the 30-year-old with Carl Amon coming the other way. And this is big for Brisbane that we said earlier because Joe Danaher, the shoulder gets fixed up because he can play in the ruck a little bit more now as well with the big O and Gunston being that up-and-back link man. Um, who knows? The warmer weather might just revitalise yeah. him. And he was good this year coming out the other side of the back injury. And we were chatting off air, Sam, uh, about North Melbourne and the situation they're in that... Yeah, players. Players, say, for example, Griffin Logue, Darcy Tucker, Hunter Clark, uh, Clark, um, Bradley Hill. They're all players who have been linked to North Melbourne. And and, and a lot of it, the selling point is Alistair Clarkson. Because let's be honest, I'm not sure any other selling point that North Melbourne have at this point in time. Cash? Yeah, apart from potentially (laughs) you get offered a little bit more. (laughs) And and opportunity. And opportunity to play. But I look at a guy like Aidan Kaur. He was a solid player played in grand final at the Giants, goes to North and, you know, he's had a lot of injuries. But it's turf though. You, you, and, but you sort of, you, you, so you lose your identity a little bit when you're playing a team that is bottom, bottom of the ladder and that sort of thing. A bit like the guys, the Suns, Jack Bowes. I can't really put my finger on Bowes, what sort of player he is because, you know, they, you know they're going to get him as a midfielder, whoever gets him. Yeah. But that's what North does, you know. So, but Clarkson was going to put them on the map. Uh, and I hope he still does in time. Uh, you know, if, if he gets through this, but uh, yeah, it's going to be—it's amazing what they don't even start thinking. Oh. Do the clubs go outside for a coach if it gets to that point, or do they just have to go from within? Do you have to start thinking about? Absolutely, they've got to start. Start thinking, thinking about, about that. Yeah. Is there someone better out there that could coach our club than what's currently within as the, the number twos and the number threes to those guys? So yeah, it's yeah. a lot that's going to play out over the next six months or That's so. That's such sure, a curious watch. Much. Yeah, because every player will be different and yeah. have their own story. Mm. Like, well, a player like Bradley Hill, you would assume rekindling the relationship with Clarko was one of the only reasons mm. he was going to be going, if not the only one. Hunter Clark as well, you mentioned. And the players who, who have stayed, Jason Orn Francis, mm. what does it mean for him? Mm. Todd Goldstein stayed, big reason as well. They've re-signed. So anyway... Oh, lots to get yeah. through, Lloydie. It's good fun. That was good fun. Too. Great fun sitting yeah. in with you, mate. Uh, Kane Corns will be back tomorrow on the early trade. All for Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Keep you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Keep it locked right here on Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. That's where all the trades happen. And when they do, 
This is where you want to keep it. Um, Lloydie, you have yourself a good day, mate. Thanks, I will. You too. And I will, yes. Big uh, 40th for the better half today, so wish me luck. Uh, keep it locked here. We're back with more right after this.